Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin. So Larry really is a lucky guy. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We thank you, Miss Ginger. You know, Miss Ginger is a master musician. She really is, oh, and a fabulous pianist. Because I think I mentioned last week about you know praying, 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 <laughs> and we would finally get a, a a pianist. But there were there were some other things that we that we asked for, and the Lord is so so good and so kind. Because every singer would like to have a pianist who can also transpose on the spot. That is, change the key. All right? And uh, Miss Ginger can do that with classical and operatic music. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you're not feeling quite there. So you, you suppose you could just, just take it down a half a step. All right? And that might mean going from you know, one flat to seven sharps, okay? <laughs> and instead of playing just the white keys, playing the whites and the black keys all, and, and she can just do that yeah. on the spot. Yeah, she's quite fabulous, and so we're, we're very grateful. Well, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles uh, to the 10th chapter in the book of Matthew, Jesus empowers his apostles. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 10 and beginning at verse 1 and it's a good thing we're just looking at four verses today <laughs> and beginning at verse 1 in chapter 10 in the book of Matthew and when he had called his 12 disciples to him he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, 
Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, and Labius whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him. And so Jesus called the 12 disciples to him. And we need to make a distinction here between disciples and apostles. Because you'll notice that both terms are used here in this passage. He called his disciples to him. And then he, by name, or the, the writer Matthew, lists the apostles. So what's the difference between an apostle and a disciple? Well, all of us in here are disciples. Amen? We're all uh, disciples. Because a disciple is a learner, a pupil, or a follower of a teacher. And in the Greek, mathetai is the word that's used for disciple. And so they started out as learners, followers, pupils, students of the Lord Jesus. But then he had a very special group known as the Twelve, the Apostles. And there are people today who want to be called an apostle, and we've mentioned this before, but they're not apostles, because one of the qualifications of an apostle was to actually have seen Jesus. And so unless we've got some folks running around here that are 2,000 years old, okay, we don't have any genuine biblical apostles. But the closest thing that we have to an apostle today would be our missionaries. Because, you see, apostle means one sent. One sent with a message. They go as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ into all the world. But notice, and we're going to be looking at this over the next uh, couple of weeks, this commissioning of the apostles, and as we'll see uh, next week, their commission initially is very different from the great commission that's given at the end of the book of Matthew. Because in this commission, they are only to go to the 12 tribes Israel. And you see, that's very different than the commission that we have been given as the Lord's disciples. Because at the end of Matthew, and also in the first chapter in the book of Acts, the, the mission, or the commission for the mission, is then worldwide. But their initial commission was to go into the twelve tribes of Israel. And so, Jesus calls his 12 disciples to him. And that word that's used in the Greek, they, he, they were called, he called them to him, and to, to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice that he imparts to them power. First of all, God has the divine authority of calling whoever he chooses. You know, there are a lot of people who think that certain people shouldn't be in the ministry for whatever reason. But if God calls a person, 
then that person should respond to the call, whether or not anyone else agrees with it. Because if God calls that person, they have the wonderful privilege of surrendering and obeying. As the old southern preacher would say, because God can make a way when there is no way. Amen? And you'd be surprised at some of the people that God calls. As a matter of fact, the first church where Billy Graham preached in view of a call, didn't, they didn't call him to be their preacher. <laughs> and why not? Because God had other plans for him. Not to be a pastor of a church, but to be an evangelist to the world. Amen? You see? And God has the divine authority, that is the divine right of calling whoever he chooses. And the Lord empowers them, that is, he, he gives them authority. Now it says power, but the word in, in the Greek is the word for authority. Authority. Exousia. We've, we've shared that with you before. In the Greek, the word exousia means authority or right. And so he gives this authority to the disciples. He shares with them his authority. And over again in the last chapter in Matthew, he gives the authority to the church so that when we go out and share the message, we share the message by the authority of God himself. <coughs> now oftentimes people will say, well, you know, what gives you the right, or what makes you think you have the right to go and, and share this stuff? Say, by the authority of heaven, by the authority of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are the king's kids. Amen? And we have the wonderful privilege of telling the wonderful story of our Father's love, demonstrated through his Son. Now notice he gives them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and also to heal all kinds of sickness and disease. And the word that's used again in the Greek for heal means more than just heal. It also means to, to tend to, to care for, basically to come alongside, to comfort and to aid anyone who might be sick or diseased. And then there was a case in which the disciples, you recall, were not able to cast out a demon that this little boy, tragically, had been possessed by. And so there was this, this discussion, and that's over in Mark chapter 9. You can read through that, verses 14 through 29. And they came to Jesus and they said, look, we brought him to your disciples, but they, they couldn't do anything. And so Jesus, of course, preaches a little bit, and then he heals the boy. And it says when they were back into the house, the disciples came to him, and they said, why couldn't we cast him out? And he said, because these are not cast out, but by prayer and fasting, or in other words, tremendous spiritual preparation. Because there are so many folks who like to take this passage here and use it as 
the basis of their ministry. Except that this particular commission was to the apostles in their time in which they lived and the 12 tribes of Israel, which is very different from the commission that we've been given. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray for people to be healed, yes, and to be delivered from demons. There are people who are possessed by demons. And you have to wonder whether or not many in our own government are possessed by demons. That's not a joke. I don't say that as a joke. All across our country, when you stop to consider that anyone in their right mind would agree to the butchering of a little baby who has not even yet been born. Jesus put it this way, oh, it were better for that person that they had never been born. Stop and think about what Jesus is saying. For those who hurt these little ones, it were better that that person were never born. Oh, the judgment. Hmm. But we need to move on. Because we've got 12 names to look at. <laughs> Our second point, the apostles are listed by name. By name. One sent forth, as we've said. Simon Peter, he's mentioned first. He's mentioned first in every list. He was considered the dean of the apostles. He wasn't perfect. Just as we learned this morning in our Sunday school lesson, Asa loved the Lord, and he was devoted wholeheartedly to the Lord, but no man is perfect, amen, and no woman is perfect either, because only God is perfect. And Peter, he had a tendency to speak out of turn, but he was called the rock. Peter means the rock. And the Lord gave him that name, Simon Peter. Simon means hearing, and Peter the rock. His brother, Andrew, they were both fishermen, but Andrew means manliness, so that's a great name for a man. And then James and John, the brothers of Zebedee, they're also called the brothers of thunder, or the sons of thunder, because they wanted to call down fire from heaven, because a couple of guys were doing some things a little differently than they thought they ought to do. <laughs> and you can just see Jesus shaking his head. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but John, John is the writer of the Gospel of John and the first, second, and third epistle of John in the book of Revelation. As a matter of fact, John is, is the only apostle of the twelve to have to have lived to the ripe old age of 90 plus and died a natural death. Oh, but they tried killing him, but they couldn't do it. Well, and then his brother James there, he was executed by Herod Agrippa, some, somewhere around AD 43, AD 44. And you know that Peter was crucified upside down. Well then, Philip, means the horse lover or lover of horses. 
I guess he was a cowboy. <laughs> and Bartholomew, now Bartholomew is the second name, if you will, for Nathaniel. You know, we've had, we all have many different nicknames and, and names that we go by. Bartholomew is Nathaniel. We don't know a lot about him other than one day he was under a fig tree and he had some kind of, some kind of vision. And uh, when, when one of the other disciples came to him and said, we found the Messiah he, from Nazareth, he said, uh, can anything good come from that? <laughs> and the Lord spoke to him and said, I saw you, Nathaniel, when you were under the fig tree. And there must have been some some wonderful thing that occurred in Nathaniel's life that was known only to him and God. Because when Jesus said that, he realized that the Messiah was standing in front of him. And he acknowledged him as Lord. A few years ago, the Southern Baptist Convention had their, had their convention here. And uh, so pastors from all the country, you know, came here. And I had the the wonderful privilege of singing at the, at the meeting in one of the sessions. And before I sang, I said, well, you may be thinking, because there was so much controversy, you know, the Baptists were having a convention in Las Vegas, Sin City. <laughs> and so I, I, I got up there, and before I sang, I said, you may be wondering, can anything good come out of Las Vegas? <laughs> I said, I want you to know, I met my wife here. <laughs> And she's very good. Amen. Amen. And then sang that song, The Cornerstone. Thomas, also known as Didymus, or the twin, and also known as Doubting Thomas, because he said, unless I put my fingers in the holes in his hand and in his side, I won't believe. And you'll recall that Jesus then appeared. And he said, Thomas, come. And put your finger here in my hands and in my side. And what was Thomas's reply? My Lord and my God. Because Jesus is God the Son. And then Matthew, now notice, Matthew, Matthew's the, the writer of the book of Matthew. Matthew the tax collector. As Christians, yes, we are the saints of God, but never, ever, ever think that you're no longer a sinner. We are sinners that have been saved by the grace of God. And it's okay. It's okay to tell the story of what God has done in our lives. He took us from a life of sin into a life of forgiveness joy, peace, and hope, and power as well. James, the son of Alphaeus, and he's also referred to as James the Younger, to distinguish him from James, the son of Zebedee. And Thaddeus, who was also had the, the name Judas, but he was a different Judas. Okay? And Simon the Canaanite was also called Simon the Zealot, because he is believed to have been part of a political revolutionary group that wanted to overthrow the Roman government. Now some would say, well, 
what was he doing as one of the apostles? <laughs> and then, of course, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. And that, that uh, Iscariot is quite uh, interesting because scholars debate whether or not it meant that he was from a city called Perion or possibly the name means assassin or false one. Yeah, quite interesting. Well, let's move on here because we're way out of time. And we're going to go to the summary, the fourth point. And I'm just going to read these because it really does make it very clear. What do we learn from this passage? Well, like the 12, God has chosen us. He's redeemed us. And he's chosen us. Over in the book of 1 Peter, he writes that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood unto the Lord. And God knows our heart and our potential. You see, these guys were not the disciples, the, the apostles. They were not on Forbes, you know, most desired list. Okay. But God knows our heart and our potential. And he's equipped us with spiritual fruit that comes from God the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. And he intends for us to use those. And God lives within us. If you know Christ as your Savior, God himself lives within us. And he empowers us to fulfill his will. He's promised his presence and he's given us his authority. And then lastly, to God be all the glory. He has chosen to glorify himself through his church as his church fulfills his will. That is the purpose and the mission. We're going to stand and we're going to sing Jesus paid it all. Our hymn of invitation. Now the invitation is an invitation to you to come forward to accept Jesus as your Savior, to, to come forward and to officially join the church, to, to come forward and say, I want to follow the Lord in believer's baptism, to make your commitment to Him. And as we sing, you come. And don't wait, don't wait. Come to the Lord Jesus. We pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word. And we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.